census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. everyone to episode 311 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host Patrick Rayall, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. Here we are in the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee and uh, the Dorkening cat fur in my mouth. The Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, that whole thing wasn't part of it, just the Dorkening Podcast Network part. Uh, the uh, cat fur was a bonus. Uh, we are not brought to you by cat fur. Uh, we are brought to you with cat fur because we're constantly covered in it. But uh, I am, uh, of course, not here on my own. I am joined by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is <gasps> the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Princess of Prosecco, the Queen Regent of uh, Rosé. No, we already said something. I already said Rosé. No, Queen Regent of Rosé. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, I don't know, what do you got there? The Charlemagne of Chardonnay. I don't know if that works. Charlemagne's not really a title. It's a guy. Uh, she's also the Michael Phelps of wine, the real housewife of Transylvania, the queen of the monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes of a Nightmare. Oh, it's so buttery. With extra, extra butter. butter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, the Chardonnay is so buttery. And it's so nice. Oh, I just, I love, I love a nice buttery toasty chardonnay what do we how many bottles do we have left like 26 uh, well i haven't taken a head count uh, we've got but, at least um, 26 27 bottles left we haven't drank much we've, we've definitely made a dent into it we I mean, started we off with 32 two. and we've had we did gift a bottle we did i, I did i did give a bottle of way yeah, so, one that we had like I'm a, triples of. Though. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a generous, a, a benevolent winosaurus. I am a, I am a generous god. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I was like, eh. he said a little too full, full, full of myself. Eh. So we're back. Uh, we missed last week because I am dealing with my. Uh, I just finished dealing with my annual. Uh, sickness where i lose my voice and go into vocal cord fatigue for like two weeks Yay! like it started the day after we recorded our episode with laurelyn and uh side note she got a perfect score on that uh right on that, I mean, was, on that yeah, project I definitely need to touch base on that for a moment so she got a perfect score which congratulations if you are listening uh you did a really fantastic job and we were honored to be a part of the project and, and you are 100 we so, welcome back and we are so happy that you got such a great score because you absolutely deserved it yeah you crushed it like you did some really good questions and you even handled the fact that 
I recorded for 40 I we talked I mean, for 45 minutes without me recording. Right, right? I mean, she handled it like a pro. And you were just like, yeah, no big Her deal. Her first day <laughs> and she was like it's like she's been doing this forever. She's like she goes, I can't believe I have to deal with you fucking amateurs. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is for my grade here. Can we can we be serious for a minute? Uh, we did also uh, Coop uh, like the episode, and he reached out to say how well he thought it went, and also he uh, was very proud of us for keeping it PG. Yeah, we did not say a no bad, bad word. Words. No bad words. We the whole didn't time. go blue. I think we mentioned probing once, but the context called for it. Yes, it was about um, aliens. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm proud of us. I'm yeah. really proud of us. We were able to keep it, you know, we keep it PG. You Not know even PG thirteen. Because we were drinking water. We were drinking. <laughs> we were drinking water. We were very and, aware of our and surroundings. Laurelin was very good about. Uh, Keeping us on track. Yes, yes, she did a very good job with that too. So, because I was like, I, you know, I, I messaged Colleen and I was like, you know, you know, did it go all right? Did you get the file okay? Was the teacher all right with it? Even though it was supposed to be like half an hour and it was like three times that long, and Colleen was like, nope, uh, she got a perfect score. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, so, and that's going to be anybody who wants to listen to that and maybe get some pointers from Laurelin how to conduct an interview, especially your first interview. Um, that's the episode you listen to, episode 310. So that's, uh, that's what we got. So yeah, we're back this week. Um, I was really bummed because that weekend after we interviewed Laurelin was my birthday and I was sick. We were supposed to go to a concert and I just... I, I was too sick. We couldn't go. Uh, I missed the next day of work. Um, you know, I'm finally, <clears throat> I'm still, you know, coughing here and there. And, you know, I'm, I'm not 100%, but, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're back. You know, we've got a big event this weekend, which we will be talking about next week because, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, I well, we have, wait. we have two really cool events happening this weekend that we will talk about. Yes. Yes. And, uh, Speaking of Colleen, we will be seeing her this weekend at the world premiere of uh, Michael Neal's Cellophaeus. Uh As far as we know, it's the first adaptation of one of Lovecraft's dream cycle uh, stories. And we will have him on to discuss some Lovecraft stuff because it is long overdue. For those of you who caught episode 50 of, uh, of the Shark Bites show, uh, Mike was on for a little bit. So make sure you go and check that out. Same place you can find the podcast that you're listening to now, wherever you're listening to it. Um, But today we are back and we are here to talk about what we said we were going to talk about for the last several weeks. Animals on drugs. Yes, drug animals. And speaking of which... Drugs are bad. Okay. uh, If you have already seen Cocaine Bear and you haven't gotten your fill of uh, addicted animals... I recommend going to uh, Amazon or your local bookstore and finding Sam Miserandino's Addicted Animal series. Uh, there are five books in the series now. There's uh, If you give uh, a bunny a beer, if you give a bear a bong, if you give a dog a doobie, if you give a kitty a cocktail, and if you give give a lab a lab, it's kind of like a Breaking Bad parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and With more on the way. Yeah, we uh, panda... 
Uh, if you give a panda a Percocet, I believe, is the next one coming up. <laughs> uh, and that comes out later this year. That comes out in August, I believe. Uh, again, Sam was on the 50th episode. Sam has been on a couple of times to talk about his addicted animals. But... Well, I mean, maybe if he's listening, he'll get some inspiration from our getting into character question. You know, maybe. I know he's got a lot that he's already got written, but you never know. Um, but I, I would think more that they got inspiration from him because we're going to tell you the real story of cocaine bear compared to how it's presented in the media. Because as you know, a lot of times on this show, when we cover real life characters, we like to give you the true story behind them as well as how they're portrayed in the media. So there'll be some interesting, uh, Interesting and significant differences between the, uh, as always. I mean, the, the stories we see of real, real people are always fantasticized in some way. But that got us thinking because there is already a bunch of ripoffs. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, well, it depends on how you look at it. Ripoff or homage, you know, uh, you know, the Crackoon, um, Meth Gator, Meth Shark. Uh, PCP Gorilla, which will be coming soon. Um, so we decided, you know, uh, and there was one from, if you know us, you know that we like the uh, Ryan George's pitch meetings on Screen Rant. Uh, and he did one for Cocaine Bear. And he's like, what's the most terrifying combination of animals and hard drug you could come up with? And he's like, Cialis Dolphin. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, if you know about dolphins... Uh, yeah. So that inspired us to come up with, uh, our own. So Ashley, I know you got a bunch. Uh, why don't you give a couple? I'll give a couple and we'll go through our list. Okay. So first on my list, and they kind of, they kind of go together or they could go together. Ecstasy elephant and heroin hippo. I love my alliteration. Uh, again, much like, uh. Sam Isarandino. So, so all I could envision when coming up with this or coming up with these two in particular is, um, oh God, what Actually, was it? Actually, I think that is, if you give an elephant ecstasy, I think is the next Sam oh, Isarandino really? book. And now, yeah, you're jarring my memory. I think that's the next one. Um, sorry, didn't know that. Uh, definitely like, not ripping you off. You should have watched um, the episode and you would have known. I've been busy. Doing lots of Science stuff and wine and taking care of your sick ass. My ass wasn't sick; it was my throat. <laughs> um, no, all I could think of was: is it is it Dumbo that has? Oh the, yeah, he the, get... the pink elephants. Yes, like because he like... falls into the vat of essentially. Just all the booze that's left over at the carnival gets mixed yeah, together, so and he falls. Into I envision the tank. like the yeah, and it's like the pink elephants in kind of like this haze, like kind of yeah, it's weirdly dancing, which made me think of oh my god, elephants at a rave. It's almost Raver like elephants. It's almost like he was uh, hallucinating, like because there was all kinds of illicit you can shit. ring toss those like glow bracelets necklaces onto their trunks or their tusks yeah that wouldn't piss them off that's that's my raver yeah. music. 
lots of fishnets and glow sticks. Okay, um, and heroin hippo, again, going back to Disney, I thought of those hippos with the tutus. That was from, uh, not the Jungle Book. It no, might have been from Robin Hood. Fantasia. Fantasia, okay. I think it's from Fantasia, one of the one of the music numbers of Fantasia. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's what I thought of. So the of course the, the the first thing I thought of was illegal substances and Disney. I mean Fair. If you if you watch <laughs> Disney movies on illegal substances, I'm sure it enhances them especially Fantasia, something like that. Um for mine I went with an aquatic one, and I know people are expecting me to say shark, but I went with different a different kind of phonetic coincidence, cocaine barracuda. So not quite cocaine bear, but you're adding a little extra. And if you've ever seen a barracuda, just think back to Finding Nemo, you know, when the barracuda was after uh, all the eggs at the beginning. Remember when all the fish disappeared? And, oh, that's what that was? Yeah, it was a barracuda. Those things move fast. Uh, so, yeah, barracu- cocaine barracuda. Um, you know, and I was also trying to go for some some uh, alliteration, and I was trying to come up with, like, different things, you know, like meth monkey, because uh, I think a monkey on methamphetamines would be Well, ridiculous. I can cross that off my list. Methamphetamine monkey. Uh, Tales of the Crack Fox from, uh, from uh, Mighty Boosh. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? Isn't that a Bare Naked lady song? Yes, that's If, if I Had I a Million Dollars. If I Had dollar. a Million Dollars. All right, you're getting sidetracked. We're talking about I drugs, not money. If I had a million dollars, Naked I'd lady buy bears. a lot of drugs. I would buy a lot of drugs. See, I tied it back in. We're good yes, to go. Yes, all right. Um, I would also think like... Lorazepam llama, like I don't know, what, like lorazepam. Isn't that <laughs> like, like a, a, d- a tranquilizer? Sleeping it's like a tranquilizer. Lorazepam, maybe like mood enhancer or oh, what's the inhinderer? Inhinderer? Yeah, not not inhibitor, enhancer, but inhinderer. Inhinderer? <laughs> not an enhancer, but oh. an inhinderer. Oh, god. It's going to be a fun show today, folks. That wine is hindering your brains. Oh, it's so buttery. Oh, God. Um, What was the other one? Oh, what's the uh, Dramamine donkey? He won't get motion sickness. (laughs) It doesn't all have to be crazy rampages. It could be stuff that he needs. You know, like insulin Ibex. You know, Ibex that has... uh, uh, Diabetes. He's got the diabetes. Yeah. Uh, marijuana mouse. He just sits in the corner chilling, just relaxing, hey eating man, some cheese. You got any cheese? Helping some guy make pasta. Like, I did. No, see- that, that's Rakakuni. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing earlier today. It was like, that's really the first Disney movie where it's not like. It's like, oh, wow, the magic was inside you all along because, like, he tried to cook without the rat and couldn't do it. It's like, no, you suck at cooking. Everything was the rat. It was all your performance enhancer. Like, you're not special. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
uh, which is a, a you know a valuable lesson. Like sometimes, like the thing that you want to be the best at, like you're not. Like that's just how it is. He wanted to be a cooker, and he wasn't that good. He was so bad that a rat was better than him, an anthropomorphic rat. Yeah, but. Maybe that rat Riddle was really and good. Rat. Riddle and rat. Riddle and rat. Well, that kind of goes with my uh, Adderall aardvark. I was going to say Adderall ape. <laughs> Adderall aardvark. No, aardvark, because they're these little things, and they would get really spastic. I think aardvark is pretty... Well, they're like anteaters, but they're like armored. Armadillo. Because they roll. No, Adderall aardvark. Well, I'm and that's going to go with my ketamine kangaroo. Oh, good. <laughs> Talking about raves. <laughs> Do, 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 do. And then to top it, so I'll just finish do, off my do, list. Do, I have do, one do. more. Oh my God. <laughs> one more. Placebo Panda. <laughs> Placebo Panda is going to see all the other animals at the zoo going at it, having fun, off their fucking rockers. And what's placebo? <laughs> exactly. What is Placebo Panda going to do? Well, I think it would be. I don't know. Is he going to think that he's on something? You know what, it, know what it would be like? That, is he going to be like, this is the worst high no, ever? No, it would be like that uh, Adam Sandler skit on the, the album that he had back in the late 90s where the guy's like, I'm so high. It must be this weed I'm smoking. It's like, no, that was pencil shavings in a bag. And it's like, oh, man, it must be this beer I'm drinking. It's like, oh, that's non-alcoholic. Like, it's just like the guy kept trying to pretend like he was. I know somebody who, so my sister used to babysit for this couple and they were always high no but he told the story of how when he was high school he wanted to be cool so he thought he was smoking marijuana like he thought he found a random bag of marijuana and started smoking it come to find out it was catnip he was like batting a ball around and like eating tuna all night like rubbing his head all over everything i mean i i knew a kid was a uh I believe he was the treasurer of our of our graduating class of 99. To give you an idea of how old I am, I graduated in the late 1900s. Uh, he bought $3,000 of what he thought was cocaine, but they just sold him drywall. <laughs> so he was fucking dumb. You know, if you're going to be stupid, you deserve what you get. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, was it, but was it, was it good drywall? I don't even think so. Not if he was like, mm, this is good. Like, you want to get high? You're a towel. So, if you have any that we didn't come up with, or you think, you know, you could take some of the stuff that we did and kind of switch it up a little bit. So, side note, I'm really looking forward to all of the asylum sci fi versions of this that are going to come out in the next like six months. Well, that's what I was talking about. Crackoon. PCP well, Crackoon Gorilla. came out a long time ago. No, like this is something uh, new. No, Crackoon came out. Hold on. No, Crackoon came out a few years ago. Then there's a new one. There's a new one, and they're calling it Crack because I believe it's called Crackoon. And there's also. Um, Let's see. Let's look up well, on the IMDb. Meth Gator and Meth Shark are real. Crackoon. So there's new ones that are uh, that are coming up. Yeah, the Bruins extended their own record and end the season at 65. Oh, I was incorrect. It's filming now. Yeah, it's, 65, it's 12, and 5. That's insane. Beat Montreal 5 to 4. 
Attack of the Meth Gator. I told you, Meth Gator. That's coming out this year, too. Poster Knock scored. Release date. May 2023, so real soon. Yeah, so they're rushing through trying to capitalize on... You know what? Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm here. Sharkula? Yeah, there's... Have uh, you seen that? No. Like a shark? Dracula? Yeah, it comes out in June. I don't know. It looks like an eighth grade AV project. Well, it says watch on Tubi. You can watch on Tubi right now. Oh, then it already came out. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it has a date of 2022. Oh, Currently has a rating of 2.0 on IMDb. Yeah, it didn't. The, the again, it looked like a seventh grade AV project. Oh, it's fantastic. Like I don't think they had any budget, but it's going to be amazing. Okay, so I'm it was sure. released September 7th of last year. Okay. Yeah, that explains it. Okay. Yeah, and there's. I still have to watch Puppet Shark. Which I bought and got the poster. Sharkenstein. Up. Okay, this is a. We're gonna go on a quick break before we just before you dive. Down I'm trying this to take a break. Hole. You're the one diving I'm down the rabbit hole. Finding so many fun things. Ugh. Virus shark. Yeah. So we'll be right back, and we're gonna be talking about uh, cocaine bear, the real story of what happened Doll in shark. 1985, and the sensationalized version that uh, Elizabeth Banks put out. So we'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. We should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry. Check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 no. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was fucked. Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. Huh? Hiya, baby. Oh, shit. Get hiya, baby. Oh, no. It kind of seems like the thing that stays with a man forever. Hiya, baby. Apex Predator. Hiya, baby. 
High on cocaine. Ah! Out of its mind. Oh! oh man, you fucked. What the fuck is wrong with that bear? Shoot it, man! And we are back. That, of course, was the trailer for uh, this year's uh, surprise hit, uh, Cocaine Bear. This movie has no right being as good as it is. And this was uh, one of Ray Liotta's last films. I think it was his second last film. um, Well, it was the last film that he actually filmed. So, so he order, may have, yeah, yeah so he may have something out. coming out, yeah. but this was his, um, I guess he passed not too long after doing, uh, what's the audio stuff that they do after the fact, ADR? ADR. Um, yeah, he passed not too long after going back and doing ADR. Yeah, for... re- which is re-recording some of your lines if there's, um, you know, uh, audio issues or just things didn't come through clear enough. And I guess um, he was um, Elizabeth Banks' first thought when she read the script, you know, signed on to direct it. They were thinking about casting. It's very Henry Hill-like. Um, she immediately was like, I, I, I want Ray Liotta for this role. And obviously they presented it to him. And he's just a cool guy. So he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Why, I mean, why not? You've never seen Goodfellas, have you? Um, no. If you had seen Goodfellas, I like would you know. would. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is definitely like. No, I, I haven't seen Very it. Henry Hill-like. So let's get into the, the backstory. We're going to bounce back and forth between the two of us because we have kind of like overlapping research. So December 1985, there is a hunter who is walking through the forest. He's stalking a deer. And he's realizing that as he's walking, he's stepping on a lot of dead leaves and crunching through. And he's just like, shit, like, I'm not going to catch this deer. This deer is long gone. Um, Like, let me just get around this clearing and see maybe if I can see something or maybe find some tracks, you know, whatever. And he comes around the clearing and he sees a bear. Now, black bears are not typically aggressive like that's one of the things that you know they mention in the movie black bears are typically not aggressive um unless they're defending territory or you scare them you know startle them surprise them and they think that they're you know you're a threat um so he quickly like ducked behind some bushes he's holding his rifle he's trying to be as quiet as possible you know he's thinking geez you know i could fire a shot at this bear but the rifle I have isn't really powerful enough to take down a bear. Works fine on a deer, but not strong enough to kill a bear. Chances are I'm just going to piss it off. It's going to come over here and maul the shit out of me. Because while black bears aren't, you know, as big as, say, grizzlies, they're still a lot bigger, faster, and stronger and have sharper claws and teeth than people do. You don't want to fight one. Um, so he's kind of hiding... And he's like, well, I could maybe if I backtrack, but it's like, nah, I got lucky not startling this thing, walking through all these dead leaves to begin with. And so after a while, he notices that the bear hasn't moved. And he's like, all right, maybe it's sleeping. And he's, you know, looking through the scope of his rifle, seeing that the bear's not breathing either. So he comes to the conclusion where this thing is dead. 
So he goes over and he's kind of inspecting it, trying to see what's wrong with it. Now, this is in the Chattahoochee National Forest in Georgia. He is, you know, kind of looking at this thing. And then, like, as he gets over there, he's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely dead. And he's kind of like trying to roll it over and like see, you know, was it another animal? Was it a bigger animal? Should I be concerned? Like looking for signs of how this thing died. And the first thing he notices is that there's nothing outward showing that this bear should be dead. There's no, you know, claw marks, scratch marks, bites, no open wounds, not nothing. There's no blood anywhere. And he thinks, like, this is kind of weird. Like, this thing is way too young to have died of natural causes. So he kind of, like, looks around in the area and about 200 yards away finds a suitcase, an empty suitcase. Or it's either a suitcase or a duffel bag. But either way, he's looking around. It's like, huh, that's weird. But nothing else. So he's like, you know what? It's getting dark. I don't need any other animals coming around scavenging this. You know, coyotes, wolves, what have you. You know what? I'm out. Goes home and tells his friend. You know, he's talking to his friend. He's like, yeah, this is what happened, and this is where it happened. And like, oh, my God, the only thing I found was this, this uh, you know, piece of luggage in the area. And his friend remembers what he's been seeing on the news and makes a phone call. Yeah, so on December 23rd, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation reported finding a dead black bear that had eaten a large amount of cocaine. The containers that held the cocaine held about 75 pounds, uh, valued at then 20 million, now 55.6 million. Curse you, inflation! <laughs> and by the time the scene was studied by government authorities, all of the containers had been ripped open with their contents, contents scattered. The chief medical examiner from the Georgia State Crime Lab, Dr. Kenneth Alonzo, stated that its stomach was, quote, literally packed to the brim with cocaine, although he estimated the bear had absorbed only three to four grams into its bloodstream at the time of its death. So what they, you know, because you should go back to your, yeah, you're going up to the top. Uh, yeah, I was going to so say. So what he was able to kind of put together was black bears are very opportunistic eaters. Uh, you see a lot of pictures of them in people's dumpsters or like, you know, digging through trash cans and stuff because they have a very keen sense of smell. And they went and the, this bear found this thing, investigated curiously. It's a nice, you know, sunny day in the forest. He's just out doing bear stuff. And he's like, oh, do, do, oh my bear, do, 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 do. Like, oh, what's this? And like finds this. Uh, <laughs> gonna eat a bunch of cocaine well he doesn't know what it is he's just like he goes i don't know what this is <laughs> smells nice and he enjoyed the scent and thought you know oh, that's what a, that's a quite pleasant bouquet <laughs> this is something i should eat and he ate the entire 75 pounds and then just ran like forrest gump i just felt like running ran for about 200 yards and 
he's feeling great until he wasn't. I mean, everything honestly, it in was his probably body, a heart attack. Well, yeah, every every everything in his system just shut down. Oh yeah, because yeah. there was blood in his cocaine system. Yeah. Like <laughs> he only absorbed that much, but it's like. It's like, you know, the people who have, like, gone on fucking rampages at airports trying to smuggle heroin when, like, a baggie full of heroin in their stomach pops and they just go insane. Uh, it was kind of like that, except, you know, you have, you know, a three to four hundred pound bear, 75 pounds of cocaine. He's 25 percent cocaine at that point. <laughs> like, I mean, not a whole lot he's going to do except... Pick a direction, sprint as fast as he can, and keel over. And that's what happened. But he was fairly well-preserved. Uh, they never really got into why no animals, maybe because he didn't smell right. So if an animal doesn't smell mm, right, other animals, smell right. other animals won't go and eat it. But like, I like to imagine that like... Maybe this bear's running around now. There's like cocaine ants, and then the bear, the birds eat the the ants, and then like there's cocaine birds. This whole forest gone crazy. They'd turn into the woodland critters from <laughs> South Park. But he wasn't. He didn't die in December. He actually died a couple months earlier. Yeah, so on September 11th, 1985, former Lexington Police Department narcotics officer turned drug smuggler, that's a career choice, Andrew C. Thornton II was trafficking cocaine from Columbia into the U.S. After dropping off a shipment in Blairsville, Georgia, Thornton and an accomplice departed in a self-piloted Cessna 404 Titan. And uh, en route, the duo dropped a load of 40 plastic containers of cocaine into the wilderness before abandoning the plane above Knoxville, Tennessee. Thornton was killed instantly when his parachute failed to open. According to the FBI, Thornton dumped his cargo because the load of the two men, in addition to the cocaine, was too heavy for the plane to carry. Now, I had heard a conflicting report. The report I had heard was that uh, he was on the plane. He's flying the plane, and he's got his buddy. And he told his buddy, let's take a trip to Aruba. And that's what they were doing while transporting all this cocaine because he decided, I'm not in the military anymore, but I still want to travel and see exotic places. I'll be a coke mule. So his friend didn't know. You know... We all make choices. Yeah. That's a choice. His friend didn't know that they were transporting cocaine. He just knew that his friend, who was a pilot and ex-military, was like, hey, let's go. But they heard over the radio someone talking about them in the plane. And the only way that they could have heard someone talking about them on the plane, on this particular uh, radio channel, radio frequency, was if they were close enough to literally see them from another plane. So he's like, all right, dump everything. And the guy's like, "What? Are we, why are we doing this? He's like, just dump it, dump everything. And he set his autopilot so that it would just fly until the plane crashed, until it ran fly. out of flu, to fuel, not flu, you must be up there, <laughs> till, it, till it just ran out of fuel and crashed. Uh, and he's like, strap, strap, uh, you know, parachutes to all these luggage 
containers, toss them out the plane. The guy, uh, uh, all right. Like, he has no idea what's going on. And so they both uh, jump out of the plane. Well, the friend gets pushed out of the plane, and the, the pilot uh, jumps. And so the following morning, there is uh, uh, an older gentleman who is going, uh, I forget his name, but he's going through the early stages of uh, early onset dementia. And so he gets up very early in the morning, around five in the morning, every single day, and has a bit of a routine. So he gets up, goes to the bathroom, he shaves, he, you know, he washes his face, reads the newspaper. So he has that consistency to kind of like have a routine to kind of combat the, uh, the dementia. And as he is going through his normal routine, he sees in his driveway uh, a dead guy laying on top of a, a uh, parachute. Well, that's definitely a change in routine. That is a change in routine. And it startled him so much that he immediately called the police. And when the police arrived and he's like trying to explain what's going on and he's still got a half shaved face, like he's got he's got shaving cream on his face because he's just he's so overwrought and so worked up. And you can see some of this footage at the beginning of the, the, the film. Like, they use the actual footage from December 1985, or September 1985, um, when this plane crashed. And so they went on TV. You know, the authorities are like, we've recovered most of this. If you find any of this cocaine... Now, this is spread over, like, hundreds of miles. Not only that, this was the 80s. Everyone did cocaine in the 80s. You really think that people are going to do the Lord's work and turn that cocaine in? Well, that, Hell no. That brings us back to our hunter from the beginning. Because when the hunter in December in Georgia was like, hey, this is what I found. This is what happened. His friend's like, haven't you been watching the news? This is everywhere. So they contacted the authorities, brought him back out there. And that's when they were able to recover the bear they found the empty luggage thing that was the last thing they had recovered all of the cocaine except for that last one and they finally found it in the bear so they were able to somehow able to recover everything because they interviewed the uh, the friend the pilot's friend and they believed the, that he was like I had no idea what was going on this is what he told me. And, like, he shoved me out of a plane. We were just hucking bags out the side compartment. I had no idea what was going he on. He told me it was flour. We were going to start a cupcake shop before everybody else started cupcake we were going, shops. We were going to Aruba for a wedding, and we were going to do cupcakes because that's new still, and not everyone is doing it. <laughs> so they, they ended up doing... Uh, they found everything because like, he was able to say like yeah we had this many bags and they looked like this and this is where we were you know so they're able to kind of you know get an idea of where these things were thrown out where they landed because like if you're in a plane and you're going a couple hundred miles an hour and you throw one thing if, even if you're just sitting there like chucking everything one after another like they're gonna land miles apart mm -hmm. especially with how high you are how fast you're going but somehow they were able to track all of this. They did it a little different in the in the movie. They 
you know, really uh, not glorified it, but like they really like took some factual liberties with how it happened. Uh, but yeah, so they were able to find it. And like, this is such a wild story, you know, and I had heard about this a few years ago and I heard that Elizabeth Banks was going to be making a movie. Well, I heard someone was going to be made. I didn't hear her specifically, but it's like, oh, that's going to be so cool. Like, it's going to be such a fun movie, but like, what are they going to do? They have to sensationalize it because the bear ran for, you know, 200 yards and died. Like, what are they going to do? Have him go on some sort of murderous rampage for 90 minutes? Yes. So back to the bear, the chief medical examiner did not want to waste the body of the bear. So he had it taxidermied and gave it to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. The bear, however, disappeared until it emerged again in a a pawn shop. Eventually, it made its way to the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, where it remains to this day. It has been alleged that the bear kept in Lexington is not the same bear that died in Georgia, but rather another unrelated bear due to the fact that the original bear was in a state of decomposition, although the mall maintains that the bear is the original bear. And what's kind of funny is like, you know, like you were just saying, like they lost track of where it was for a while. Where's the bear? Like it got stolen from a, uh, it seems like the two sources that we have kind of paint a whole picture. Cause like I've got stuff you don't have and you've got stuff I don't have. We're a team. Yeah. It's almost like we planned it like this. Yeah. So. They had, eh, so they had, uh, you know, they had put the bear into storage because, like, you know, they were renovating the mall or the park or whatever, like, weatherproofing it. I don't know. For some reason, they put it into storage. Someone broke in, stole the bear, pawned the bear, and whoever it was had no idea what it, what the bear actually was till they finally found it. It now has a, uh, a, uh, a plaque around it, you know, saying what it is. And they just call him Cocaine Bear. Oh, no, no, no. No, they don't just call him Cocaine Bear. Hold on. The Cocaine Bear, also known as Pablo Escobar, or Cokey the Bear. Only you can prevent getting high in a forest. (laughs) Cokey Monster. Yeah, so fun fact, according to the bear's owners, the cocaine bear has the authority to officiate legally binding weddings in the mall where it is kept due to Kentucky's marriage laws. This claim is only partly true. The bear does not have the authority to solemnize, solemnize, solemnize? I don't want him to sodomize anything. (laughs) The bear does not have the power to to sodomize. sodomize weddings. But the state of Kentucky cannot invalidate marriages performed by unqualified persons if the parties believe that the person marrying them has the authority to do so. As such, it is a belief in the cocaine bear's authority that allows it to officiate legally by weddings in Kentucky. Oh, Jesus. He can officiate your wedding if you believe it. 
I mean, that works the same as any other officiant for a wedding. It's like, yeah, I believe that this guy has the authority to to officiate a wedding. Like, sure. Like, it's legally binding. Like, there's no, it's like George Carlin said, you know, I have exactly as much power and influence as the Pope, just not as many people who believe it. So getting into the bear from the film. So notably, the real life cocaine bear is not known to have killed anyone after consuming drugs and what transpired in the time leading up to its death from overdoses unknown. In an interview with Variety, Elizabeth Banks stated that, quote, this movie could be seen as that bear's revenge story. Uh, one of the big differences is the fact that the real cocaine bear was a male. The one in the movie is a female. And it brings her cubs into the story, which I think adds a really fun layer. You know, these little CGI... Cocaine Junior! <laughs> bears all hopped up on cocaine. Um, I thought the CGI for the bear was okay. It was a uh, mocap. Okay. So that was um, helpful. Well, I'm, I'm sure... Interacting with somebody in motion capture is a lot better. Not, I don't want to say not easier, but but it's better to have somebody or something to play off of than pretend there's a bear there and action. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a it was a really interesting character. It became I mean, it's one of those things where the bear was just being a bear. Well, I mean, for this particular thing. He was being more than a bear. Like, no, no, but it's one of those things where, you know, the bear was just doing what bears do. And bears aren't supposed to be all hopped up on cocaine, but it's not the bear's fault that a bunch of cocaine fell into its forest and... It ate them. It liked it. It was curious. Yeah, I mean, it was doing... And then got addicted to the cocaine. It wasn't addicted, it just liked the way it smelled. That's what that's what uh, Richard Pryor said. I'm not addicted <laughs> to cocaine. I just like the way it smells. But yeah, like we see the opening of, you know, the, the premise is what this guy is supposed to do is instead of landing, he loads up his plane with, uh, you know, luggage full of coke and he tosses them over predetermined coordinates. And then Ray Liotta and his guys go in and collect them. But... He died by slipping and falling and busting his head open as he was exiting the plane. And excuse me, some of the uh, some of the uh, cocaine didn't end up where it was supposed to, and a bear got into it, and shenanigans ensued. So, in a 2023 interview with Screen Rant, Elizabeth Banks explained her approach to the main. Uh, to the man versus nature theme of the film, you think you understand who the villain is in the movie. And then at a certain point, we tip the scales and you start to realize, oh, right. The bear didn't do anything wrong. The bear is innocent. It just wants more cocaine. I mean, it's been fed by the bad guys. To me, that was also the theme in the movie that I wanted to explore. Man's hubris when it comes to nature. This idea that we feel that we can control nature, we can control animals, we're top of the food chain, bop, 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 and like, I know that nature's going to win, we actually cannot compete. This earth, if we, if, this earth, if it doesn't want us, will get rid of us, so we got to watch out. So yeah, that's, it's... Yeah. 
you know, because we're, you know... So, I mean, like, ultimately, the bear was just being a bear, and there was cocaine there. Yeah, I mean, and it... I mean, it and was, shenanigans ensued. The bear is definitely not behaving the way a uh, black bear normally would, because, you know, again, like we said, they're not aggressive, but, you know, pump them up with cocaine. And I will say that this bear probably eats... Way more cocaine than original cocaine bear, Pablo Escobar. I really think that he or she, and like, it was one of the issues I had with the movie. Oh, it's a female. How do you know? Because its vagina is on my ear. Really? Because it looks like it's laying right on top of you. Like, unless its vagina is in its armpit. Like, how would you know that guy who played Han Solo? Like, that was kind of dumb. Like, you play it off for a cheap laugh, which this movie didn't need. Like, there was plenty of actual comedy. Like, and this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. When it, you know, finds the leg and starts sniffing the leg and does the line off the off the uh, guy's leg. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's... Well, I didn't want to spoil who it was. It's just in the in the... It's been out. People know. I hope so. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was super fun. Like this is a really good cast. Like O'Shea Jackson Jr. One million percent looks exactly like his dad, and even gives like that same like lip curled up like sneer at one point. Uh, but yeah, it's the kid who played Han Solo. Um, not uh, oh my, I almost called him Martin Freeman. Not Harrison Ford. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, who's the mom? Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Um, some random kids. The kids may have been the best part, though. The kids were pretty usually, good. I usually, I don't hate like the kids. The kids I was like, oh my god, I hope this kid gets like eaten. This. Um, but I actually really like the kids. The kids be like, we've done, co- yeah, I've done cocaine. Yeah, I do cocaine all the time. Like. <laughs> And then, like, trying to hide it from the mom. And then they're going to find the girl. He's like, Mama Bear always knows when her cubs do cocaine. Yes. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. It was kind of cute, but that's the thing. Like the the whole the film as a whole was kind of cute, and I don't know. I was rooting for the bear. I mean, I'm always rooting for the animal in any animal movie. You know, so. I mean, that's just the way, like, I rooted for Jaws in Jaws, so. But yeah, Kerry Russell, Alden Ehrenreich is his name. I knew it was something like that. Ray Liotta, obviously. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Uh, Brooklyn Prince and Christian Convery. Christian Convery was the kid from uh, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. He was, like, the main kid with antlers. Uh, Margot Martindale, who is awesome in this. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Uh, also, uh, I always say his name wrong. Christopher Hivju. Hivju. Uh, he played Tormund Giantsbane in Game of Thrones. Uh, he was good. Uh, just everybody all all through it. Like it was a really fun, uh, a really fun movie. Like a lot of. A lot of obviously over the top stuff happened. It was 
also really campy, which you know I love. Oh yeah. So I mean, which I kind of expected, but it's it's, it's a it's the good kind of camp, you know. Um, Stupid shit doesn't happen just for the sake of stupid shit happening. Like well, everything, sometimes you know, it does. Well, but I mean, like everything kind of serves a purpose in the end. Um, and the writing was really good too. I really enjoyed that. Um, Alan Henry was the guy who performed as the bear. He does a lot of uh, stunt work, like from say uh, the live action Mulan, Mortal Engines, Avengers Endgame, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, he was the performer that they used uh like the motion capture for the bear um you know so like andy circus or uh who's the other kid i can't think of his toby kebble um they uh or benedict cumberbatch in uh the hobbit as Smaug. smaug uh so they had like the bear performer obviously not all of it you know like when he chases down the ambulance and leaps inside like that was all cgi but you know they used references and whatnot i'm sure um yeah like this was i was curious as to how they were going to tell the story of the cocaine bear without you know going too crazy and i mean obviously it was fun that they they did go crazy and there was some admittedly really funny parts you know, the standoff at the gazebo was really good. Um, I mean, to be completely honest, when I first heard that a movie called Cocaine Bear was coming out, I thought it was about a leather daddy at Studio 54. So, I mean, I was, you know, surprised. Yeah, that's a different, that's a different kind of It was about an actual bear. Yeah, that was a, that was a different movie. Uh, still accurate. But, uh, yeah, like, this was, this was a lot of fun. I kind, I'm kind of bummed we didn't get to see it in the theater. But it was just one of those things where we didn't have the opportunity and it wasn't like it had a, you know, four month theatrical run. It was just it was in theaters for a few weeks and then that was about it. But it was so much fun. Like, I appreciated the fact that they used the actual footage and it's like, you know, yeah, this is based on true events. Yes, a bear ate a shit ton of cocaine and rampage through the forest yeah for like a few minutes like it didn't kill anybody it didn't certainly didn't stalk and like devour people it certainly didn't bring people back to its lair as a playmate for its cubs that we know of it certainly didn't go and uh find more cocaine and bring it to the babies because it ate everything like it was eaten like kilos at a time like it was wild how much this bear ate um i did like the butterfly scene like that was really funny um but yeah if you haven't seen this do yourself a favor and and check it out let me see where this is from what did what were your initial thoughts uh as we were watching it well, I mean, my initial thoughts were this has no business being as funny and as good as it is. Um, it didn't lag either. You know how sometimes these films, um, you know, we we watch a particular type of film. We are fans of it, but there is a certain level of cheese 
we'll say, that comes There's with these films. There's an expectation of Yeah, quality. yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a good way to put it. And I was really impressed with the quality of this film again you know the the cgi was all right i thought that was you know it was good yeah you know, it, it kind of took me out of it at times but you know that was fine um and i thought the story flowed really well too it, nothing really felt forced you know going into it it's like okay well how are they going to turn it you know um, how are they going to hit a 90 minute runtime? like what are they going to is it going to be all filler all fluff all there was stupid? a little bit of that but like it didn't slow the story down like it progressed the story along like anytime you thought like the the fight scene in the bathroom was superfluous but it ended up serving a purpose in two different groups of characters and i laughed a lot more than i thought i was oh, going yeah. to again the standoff at the gazebo was maybe the funniest part of the whole movie like that whole like 10 minutes of the movie was Awesome. I also really like the puppy. Yes, the puppy was kind of annoying and didn't play as big a role as I thought, but uh, was important. Um, so as far as where you can rent or buy it, uh, you can rent or buy it. It's the same price uh, to rent or buy on all of these platforms. Apple TV, Google Play Store, uh, YouTube, or Vudu. It's 20 bucks to rent or 25 to own. If you're going to spend 20 bucks to rent it, spend the extra five and friggin' own it. Like, I, I don't I don't know why you would rent something for slightly less than you could buy it at that price. You know, it also has a high rewatch value in the sense that nothing overly important happens. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't always need your full undivided attention you can be doing other things while this film is on so like having this film in the background while you clean your house or uh, do homework or whatever you know um yeah I, I could i could see you know why owning it oh yeah i mean and this is this is one of those like those movies that you see and then like you know, you're hanging out with some friends and it's like, holy shit, you've never seen Cocaine Bear? All right, we're putting it on right now. And it's one of those, like you said, you know, it's not like... Like one of those, like, I want to watch something, but I just don't want to have to think but about a, anything. Like, a, I'm so tired. Well, no, what I'm saying is it's a, it's like one of those movies where... You it's can, like a novelty movie, too. You can watch with a group of people and, like, you can all be obnoxious and stuff because you're not really going to miss, like, what did he say? How do I mm. know who the spy is? Like, It's a good movie to MST3K2. Or just... To, like, riff on and sit there with people and come up with your own dialogue and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie to do that with. Well, it's just watch it without, you know, if you want to talk about it. Like, oh, my God, what just happened there? Like, oh, what's that guy from? Like, there aren't important plot points that you're going to miss if you're talking over it or, you know, people are loud. Like, it's a good movie to have on at a party or, like you said... um, you know he's uh it's 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 a good background noise movie so i think that's about it that we have for uh cocaine bear um i don't know do you have anything else you want to add or i mean it's 
I think we pretty much summed it up. Uh, yeah, fairly it was like, well. no, I mean, like, it's one of those characters where uh, it, it's not like, oh, geez, you know, we haven't even gotten into year five of Batman. Like, you know, it's it's Cocaine Bear. Like, there's not a huge story to tell. So we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we have a brand new battle to throw down for you. So stay tuned, kids. And we're back. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation about Cocaine Bear, uh, both the real-life Cocaine Bear, Pablo Escobar, and uh, the Cocaine Bear from Cocaine Bear, uh, which is just called Cocaine Bear. I don't think I've ever said those two words back-to-back that many times. Up for a uh, MTV Movie Award Ooh, which... for Best Villain. Who's the best? Who? Who's Cocaine the... Bear. Cocaine Bear, we just discussed... I'm just saying. I mean, I don't make the rules. Cocaine Bear is not the villain. If anyone's the villain, it's fucking Ray Liotta. Okay? Well, yeah, everybody knows that. But so I'm just saying. I'm making it relevant. I'm cool. That's upset. That's upsetting. (laughs) So... I probably should have done this while we were off air. Uh huh. I told you it was a battle week. Listen, we we were just discussing the battle thirty seconds ago. No, it was several minutes ago because we were discussing a different. Uh, okay. Well, we also both know that bears. I don't have great concept of time. We, I know. also don't have great concept of uh, location either. No. So we were just discussing other bears, the Boston Bruins. Which is what, why there uh, a Bruin was a, a, a term used to discuss to talk about a bear. I don't know where it came from. Maybe that'll be something we talk about at some point. But uh, the Bruins just finished their regular season with uh, sixty-five wins, as I mentioned earlier, which uh, beat the previous record by three games. Previous record was sixty-two, and they tied that and then won the next three. Um, so they were sixty-five. 12 and 5 out of 82 games they won 65 which is insanity um especially in the NHL but uh we have a new battle for you and when we have a new battle what do we do we have to play the battle theme it's not So today we are throwing down the unbearable weight of massive body fat, Battle of the Bare Necessities, 
which fictional furry fiend has what it takes to best their opponents and be the last bear standing? The Sandbox is Jellystone National Park. And the special guest referee is legendary college football coach Bear Bryant. You can choose from the bear from Cocaine Bear, the bear from The Revenant, Winnie the Pooh from Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, the bear from Grizzly, or the Coca-Cola Polar Bear. Yeah, you have to throw both Coke bears in there uh, for you. So I think I know who I'm going to pick because, uh, you know, it's just my personal uh my personal pick but uh you have wine today i well i have wine every day but today i'm gonna talk about it um so during our little wine weekend like i said i i i I learned a lot and we were at sweet baby vineyards up in um satin lee no that wasn't in lee that's flag hill that's flag hill sandown Near Sandown. Sandown's Zorvino. Then Manchester. Outside of Manchester. Just outside of Manchester. Anyway, so we were at Sweet Baby Vineyards, and we were talking to one of the wonderful people who worked there, and she was saying how she had gone down to Arkansas. Hampstead. Hampstead, yes. So um, she was saying how she had gone down to Arkansas to visit some family. And they were like, oh, well, you work for a winery. Let's go to some wineries. And she realized that Arkansas has a wine country. And then she realized that if you really think about it, every state has its own wine country. Now, when you think of wine country, you usually think of Napa in California because that's the biggest one. California is like the biggest state. They have the biggest, like the largest dedicated area for vineyards. Granted, obviously there are vineyards not located in Napa, but Napa produces, and I forget the percentage, but it produces a significant percentage of the um, red wine uh, consumed in the U.S. Um, but it got me thinking, like, Massachusetts has a wine country. It's a little all over the place. Like, So some of the smaller states, it's not necessarily a country, like a designated space. It's a little bit all over the place. But you'll see where there's one vineyard, there are usually a couple more around it. Um, so I just thought that was a really interesting fact that I would share. And regardless of where you are, you have a wine country and I encourage you to look up your local vineyards and uh, see what their hours are see what they offer go have a tasting go check out their vineyards see if they grow their grow their own grapes are they a vineyard are they a winery are they both you know see what they have to offer and let me know and maybe you can give me some recommendations and maybe I'll check them out too yeah so for me uh, I have my fun science fact today, and my fun science fact is uh, because I was I was uh, very dubious about the cocaine bear chasing down and leaping into an ambulance, but it turns out bears are pretty fast. So 
the slowest slowest bear is actually the sloth bear. The sloth bear. Well, I have a broken tooth. The so sloth bear. It it kind of I'm uh, so my front tooth is broken, and so it kind of uh, inhibits how I speak. It hinders me. <laughs> it hinders you. Oh, but it's so cute though. Um. So. He's got a little chip so in yeah, his the tooth. Sloth, I have to change how I speak so I can enunciate properly. The sloth bear uh, still, while being the slowest bear, still runs 20 miles an hour. The North American black bear, which cocaine bear was, uh, has an average top speed of 30 miles per hour. Wow. So... Extrapolating that to how it would be, it would behave with a significant amount of cocaine in its system. I do believe that uh, the bear chasing down the ambulance would be scientifically accurate because I don't think ambulances, you know, are going to be topping out at like you know eighty ninety miles an hour. Might be going forty five fifty, you know, especially because like you know it's weaving all over the place like. I I believe that that was a scientifically accurate uh, scene, you know, all things considered. Mm-hmm. But uh, because apparently this cocaine bear, just uh, much like Snowflame from uh, I believe it's DC Comics, uh, much like Snowflame, just gets stronger the more cocaine that he ingests, uh, and I think that's what we saw with Cocaine Bear. So that's going to pretty much wrap up our episode. Um, what? What's that look for? I'm not making the turtle face. No, you're making the different turtle face. <laughs> you're making the cocaine turtle face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we, he was a Slash on the Ninja Turtles. That's cocaine turtle. Um, yeah, like only Justin Cooper will get that joke. So that one's for you, Coop. Um that's going to wrap up our discussion on cocaine bear and cocaine and bears for this week. Uh, join us next week when we will be discussing uh, our adventures from this weekend. And uh, we haven't settled on a topic yet. Uh, we still have a couple that we're juggling, but uh, we will be talking about uh, something fun next week. Wow. What a teaser. Well, you know, I don't want to give teaser. away too much. No, but we do have some fun episodes coming up. Uh, John Wick is an episode that's on the horizon. Yep. The new John Wick episode. The Electric Mayhem. An episode on them coming up because the new show drops May 10th, I believe. And we're definitely going to have to have uh, Mr. Uh, I would say, speaking Mr. of Justin Cooper, Mr. Cooper on hanging with Mr. Cooper uh, to uh, discuss that uh, that band, because as we saw in the uh, in the in the trailer, they've done everything you can do as a as a musical act, except for one thing. We won't tell you what that is. You'll have to stay tuned for the episode. But it's a significant thing, and they probably should do that. And that's what this entire series is about. So I think with that being said, we We will will see you next Thursday. Thursday.